Welcome everyone. Thursday night, Shredders Unite business call. We are super excited tonight for several reasons. Number one, it is our anniversary week. A year ago, 2020, we literally had started this program and I do this every time. Oh, we all do. I get it. I don't know how to stop that. And you get the feedback. So yeah, a year ago, 2020, Sean Crystal introduced this weird concept called ER Shred or ER Shred. I wasn't sure what it was all about. Um, He had explained a little bit to me. I was one of those individuals who got freaked out about the red meat. I had to be a follower and let the leaders go first to make sure that they survived it. Um, And I got started shortly thereafter. I think October 23rd was my date. But in celebration of our one-year anniversary, we really wanted to highlight a lot of the key elements that you know, how did ER Shred come into existence? What were the thoughts, concepts, ideas behind it? Why ER Shred? Why did Sean and Crystal do this now? And then finally, we want to give you guys a look behind the scenes to help you with your own messaging, which will allow you potentially not only to be a better tribe member, but for you to go out there and share the concepts and the ideas. Um, I have learned so much from the Escobars, in particular from Sean Escobar over the past 17 years. When he said, Bob, would you join me with this idea of ER Shred? I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it sounds good. Let me read some books and let me get over my issues with red meat. But I'd love to be able to work with you. And I have said this myself on this call, that this has been an opportunity for me as a rebirth. It's a second chance at this to do it right. I get the opportunity to build it with one of the people who I respect the most in this entire company. I get to do it with integrity. I can be authentic and I can be really confident that what we create and what we build here will be legitimate and it will be well thought out. So with that said, I want to bring in my good friend, Sean Escobar, the co-founder of ER Shred with his wife, Crystal. Welcome, Sean. Hey, thank you, Bob. It's good to be with you and thanks for doing these calls every week. And uh, before you say anything, I want to thank you uh, for everything that you've done. I, I uh, ER Shred wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you. I mean, we talk daily for, oh my heavens, daily. We, we've talked, you know, periodically for a lot of years, but then that two months before we launched ER Shred, we talked every single day and I just so value your input. I so value your experience. I value uh, just your character, who you are. And thank you for being an ER Shred ambassador. And thank you for, for really you know, being such a tremendous person, human being, and, and uh, everybody loves you. Well, thank you, Sean. And um, honestly, as, as an amazing leader, I mean, literally you're genius at this, but what's nice about it is you've given everybody an opportunity to grow and to develop. And you've given myself, you've given Jesse, you've given us a platform so that we can become more active in our craft. And it's like anything else, like doing lives. I mean, it's kind of scary in the beginning, but the more you go out, And the more often you do it, it becomes second nature and it's a lot of fun. And I know that's one of the things we'll talk about tonight. One of the major tenets of ER Shred, you said you want to have fun. Um, But before we go there, I first have to mention, I know um, our good friend, Heather Sika Leonard, our Shred educator, is always on top of this with posting the disclaimers, both on the site and on YouTube. We have it on Facebook. Please make sure you look at the disclaimers. We are not here to cure, prevent, or diagnose any diseases whatsoever. Our protocol, our system is surrounded around nutrition. It is a concept. It is a protocol. 
But the intent of tonight's call is to basically share with others how we pay this forward and how we share this concept going forward. There is a business model to it. With that said, there is a disclaimer on the money as well, because bottom line is that it is individualistic. It's going to be dependent upon your skill set, your knowledge of the industry, who you know, et cetera. So there are no guarantees in this business in terms of income, just as there's no guarantees in life. Pretty much you get what you put into it. And what I love about the concept of this business, we'll get into some of the details tonight because if done properly, this industry is about as good as it gets. So Sean, we're going to get started. We've got an hour, not quite, but we have so much to cover and I want to make this fun. Um, For those that do not know you, uh, you and Crystal met Shortly thereafter, or right before ER, I mean, sorry, before you're the fulfillment company, before Isogenics? It was shortly I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah, shortly was, thereafter? Shortly thereafter, I, uh, I was already in Isogenics um, for, I guess, two, two years when I, when I married Crystal. Okay. So when you basically came to, we'll, we'll just get started for those that do not know um, the story. Your mom and dad literally got involved almost from the very beginning with the founder and the formulator, John Anderson. Dear friends, your mom and dad, they've known him for years. John Anderson has an amazing reputation in the industry, is like one of the foremost key formulators in the world. And a lot of people who came to our company initially came because of John's reputation and who he was. Um, That said, your mom and dad saw the vision. They saw the concept. They had a program called the Nine Day and it was a nutritional cleanse. Bottom line is it worked, but your mom and dad pretty much built the whole company based upon their intention, their focus on results, and literally sharing the science and and building awareness. You came into it almost from the very beginning because of that. Why don't you just share with us tonight, how did you come to Isogenics? And was this your first foray in network marketing? Great question. Um, I wouldn't say that my mom and dad built, you know, the entire company. They, they, they were the first millionaires in the company, but it takes, you know, a lot of people to build a company. Um, my, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I, I got home from a Mormon mission. I remember my brother sent me to school and said, you're going to college. And I didn't even last one class. Um, I, I couldn't do school anymore after high school. I was done. And I just remember, you know, going to my brother and I handed him the books back and and he was pretty ticked off with me because he thought that uh, I was being ungrateful. But truthfully, I I just at that time, I knew myself I wasn't going to I wasn't going to make it through college. I'd been around network marketing since I was 10 years old. Um, At the age of 10, I remember my father formulating uh, products in our basement with (laughs) little manual capsule fillers. There was powder everywhere. It was crazy. But um, I've been around network marketing ever since the age of 10. And, uh, but when I went on that mission, my parents weren't doing network marketing. They were just, they owned a nutrition company. When I got back from the mission, they still owned the nutrition company, but it was tanking. And that's when Isogenics came into our lives. I remember my dad just saying to me, Sean, you got to do something. Um, and you, you, you love people, you love health, you love fitness. Um, you know, this might be a fit for you. And that was pretty much my, my introduction to, to isogenics. Perfect. So what, what I think is interesting is obviously you're pretty, you're a sharp guy, but obviously you know how to follow the lead. You knew what to do. 
you literally shot out of the gate and said, okay, with the intention, um, I think it was your idea that you wanted to retire by the time you were 30. So you were 21, 22 when you came to Isagenix? About 22 when, uh, yeah, okay. when I called. And then I think I met you like two years later, you were 24. And at that time you had Crystal on your arm. And I think you guys were getting married or close to getting married. Um, the amazing thing, I guess, is the, coming from the industry, from the family, the awareness, knowing mom and dad, so on, you kind of understood what it was required and how to get started. So back I then- I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say no? that uh, I didn't know what to do. And <laughs> I mean, I really didn't. And, and it was a tough spot to be in because I felt all alone because my mom and dad were so busy working with other people that did know what they were doing mm -hmm. and demanding their time. And so I was just desperate to find my way. That's, that's what I remember is just trying everything, anything I could try, I, I would try it. So basically what if I now I'm remembering the story, now it's coming back to me. Um, let's kick it in. So why don't we share with the people here that do not know? I mean, obviously you had to find a system, you had to follow a method, um, what made you successful in the very beginning? What did you do to become successful so early on? Uh, the first time around, I got lucky. The first time around, it was just a numbers game. Uh, you know, you, you, share, you share and share and share as much as you can. And sometimes you get lucky. So a friend of a friend uh, enrolled a chiropractor um, on my one leg. And that chiropractor en enrolled a couple more. And next thing you know, my income just took off. I didn't know what I was doing. But I was very passionate and I was doing something. So if there's if there should be a, re a reward for doing something, that's what happened to me. Um, and my income took off. But the problem with that is it was such a, a sandy foundation that um, these doctors later on, they uh, they got offended um, by someone else in the company and they quit. And so then my income plummeted. <laughs> It, it went from, you know, multiple six figures and it just, it went all the way down um, to about, I think it went all the way down. I got as low as probably 15 cycles a week, which I guess isn't too bad, but it wasn't good for me when you've been up around 70 cycles. Um, so I felt like I was starting all over again, right? Uh, then the second go around was when I really met Peter and Peter took me under his wing and he did give me um, kind of a method of operation. And, and, but, but what he gave me, which was far more important, Bob, um, the method of operation really could be anything. It could be whatever you deem it to be and, and you know, could be effective. A lot of different methods could be. But what he did gave, gave me was cross-line leadership that were just like me and my like kind. They wanted to focus on results and, and education and information and, and relationships. And the money had to come secondary. And when he introduced me to this handful of leaders that were like-minded and Bob, you became one of those people for me. And if, if he hadn't done that for me, I don't think I would have made it in the business because I, I needed people to work with. And we had, a, he, they created a system. We've heard to it back then, go cleanse, but it was kind of like the track, as Jesse would say, it's the tracks to run on. How do we get people from A to Z on the cleanse? Um, just, I think this is kind of cool that concept. It just hit me. We always say, pay it forward. You feel good, awesome. Share it with others. Don't, you know, pay it forward. Share the wealth, right? Uh, Peter, literally, brand spanking new, went to your dad 
And I know that story where he literally, your dad said, well, come on over to my home, Peter, and I'll show you and tell you what, you know, the ins and outs of this industry or what you need to do. And Peter literally went from Denver, came to Utah, spent a week with your dad and five notepads later, basically came up with a concept of, okay, here's what I need to do to be successful. And he went to work, right? So when it came time to say, hey, Sean would like some support or mentorship, he was in direct line. I should back up. When you say cross line, or if we reference tree, tree in this terminology is your organization that you're top of. If we say cross line, it just means we're not financially connected. And that is another positive about ER Shred. Many of us are not financially connected. So in this example, I'm connected to Peter, who's connected to your dad, but we're not connected to you, to you Sean, because you are on a different line connected right. to your father. Okay. So we're, we're like cousins. <laughs> if, you, if you think of the uh, ancestry.com. So the nice thing is Peter was able to pay it forward and take you under his wing and you were able okay. to utilize the system and you went to work. Um, what advice would you give to somebody starting out brand new? And, I'm, and we'll go back and forth, but the idea simply is what did you do right back then? I mean, was it completely ignorance on fire? Was it just the passion for helping people? I mean, what did you do right back then? And what would be applicable for today? someone starting out? Okay, so back then, um, I would compare it to my sports days. I would compare it to when I used to play football. And I, and I think back to when I played football and I think about how I was just reactive. I was just always reactive. The coach would say, do this. And I would just do it. And I would do it to the best of my ability. And I would, he said, put your head down and run into a brick wall. I would do that as hard as I could, as fast as I could and not giving much thought to it. And that's really how I was operating early on in, in uh, isogenics. I was not really thinking a lot about it. I, it was just reactive. You know, Peter said, do this, this, and this. Tell your 15 second story, you know, employ a third party. Uh, you know, validation and, and, and uh, use the tools and then follow up within 48 hours. It was just all, you know, as you say, a system, yes. But if what I regret about it is that my heart wasn't in it. I, I look back and like in football, in football, I really didn't use my own inherent strengths to play football. I could have been a much better player if I just had been in tune with my own, my own feelings and in tune with my own intellect and in tune with trusting, trusting that, you know, I'm a smart guy. Um, not that the coach just, you know, tells me what to do when I do it, the best players, they're, they're coaches on the field. Right. And so it's the same thing with isogenics. All I remember is doing, 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 and executing, executing, executing. And was it fun? No, I would not say it was fun. That's me being brutally honest. It was not fun. Did it work? Yes, it did work. Um, and it generated me six figure income at the age of 23. And I became a millionaire by 27. And, and did it work? Yes, it did work. Um, would I do it again? No, I would not do it again. Because I well, find let, the let way me ask, let me ask you about that. How because that you like to talk about the feelings, the feelers, the emotions behind that. <laughs> um, you made a statement there that you could have been a better person as a ball player had you been more in tune with yourself in terms of your skill set and what really motivated you. When you were following a system and it was pretty darn regimented, you did it and you knew that if you did it enough times, you'd be successful, but you touched on it. 
how did you feel in that process it back just, in the day? It just felt it just felt forced. It just it just felt premeditated. It felt all canned and scripted to me. That's what I regret about it. Looking back, is that it can be done. You can execute these steps of you know, contacting people and nurturing relationships and, and using resources to educate. You can do it all in the right way and it can happen naturally and it can flow and it doesn't have to be this forced, contrived thing, which it was. So did you feel authentic? No, no, okay. no. And I don't even think I knew who I was back then. So how could I? So you can be successful, but be inauthentic. Right. Well, there's lots of there's lots of people that aren't worth a shit and they're very successful. We know that. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. So, but I guess what I'm getting at is one of the things that we saw often early on, because we all followed the same system and, and it did work. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll bet, you know, the product worked. And because of those results, plug and play, putting them into a system, the system, if we followed it, would work, but it was it was work. It was a job. Uh, it was exhausting. And we lost a lot of good people that burned out, right? Absolutely. Just, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm burned out. Um, and I think there's a lot of things we did wrong. So be, one of the things I, I think I'm just going to jump forward to ER Shred. So ER Shred probably is divinely inspired, but it wasn't an overnight concept. It was something that you gave it a lot of thought for years. And I know I was part of some of those conversations of, what went wrong and what was missing and what would be like a utopic, what would be the right way to do it? Right. So what was the concept initially when you were frustrated? We had a system, the company grew at a very, very rapid rate. We were one of the fastest growing companies in network marketing. All we had was a simple nine day. And I think it was like 2005, six, two years later, they brought in Ionic Supreme. And then I think we had the greens, but we just had a very simple system, maybe four or five, six products, but that made the company. What do you feel? What happened along the way where we kind of lost, well, we lost our way. I mean, what happened in your view? Uh, some might not say we lost our way. I, I would I would suggest that I became disenchanted, um, and and I would I would tell you know the reason for that. One of the main reasons, see, I had a good thing going, and this is one of the reasons that ER Shred is so special to me, and I want to protect and preserve the the culture of ER Shred and the community and the relationships because. I had a really good thing going and it was rocking and rolling. And I had my cycles up over 400 cycles a week, which that ain't chump change. And, you know, everything was great, but what unfolded was very confusing and very frustrating and made me feel powerless and made me feel, um, you know, that, well, let me explain. So you, you build a team and you forge all these incredible relationships. And these are the best kinds of people. I mean, they're fun. They're a lot. The isogenics people are the best. And usually like kind attracts like kind. And as your team grows and grows and grows, um, it can become hard to control the messaging with your team and your culture. Mm -hmm. When a team goes to a huge corporate event, and any of you on the call that have been to a big corporate event, you tell me if I'm wrong. But when you go to a big corporate event, the environment is so jazzed. It's so hype it's just it's just there's so much energy the music is so loud there's so many people 
And that's a good thing in large part. But let me tell you what happened to my organization from my perspective and to many other people's organizations from their perspective, which can be uh, counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So if all my leaders are sitting in the audience and I'm not on the stage doing training because I haven't been invited to, but there are people up there who are maybe cut up a different cloth. Maybe they have a different mentality. Maybe they have a different psychology. Maybe they have a different methodology, theology. These people are completely different than me, but they're handed a microphone and you're told that these are the people that know what the hell they're doing and everybody should be listening to them. And then that person from the stage, they take that. I mean, what is that? It's like a full blown self-endowed mantle. Like they take that microphone and they go, you shouldn't be doing it this way, that way, or the other. You shouldn't be leading with the product. You should be leading with the business opportunity. You shouldn't be leading with results. You should be leading with the compensation structure, which is a product. And they, and you shouldn't be leading with that pack. You should be leading with this pack, the biggest pack, with the biggest bonuses. And next thing you know, you build a culture, you know, and this was what happened to me. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't do it that way. They can do it that way if they want to. But, you know, as a larger body, we have to be aware that when we get up on a stage and we dictate to the people in the audience how things should be done based on our experience and our, you know, this is all so subjective and objective. This is all based on someone's opinion of how they want to run their business and operate their culture and their community. And I'm telling you, man, it just ripped my team to pieces. And every subsequent event we would go to, I'm not kidding you. Like it would just confuse everybody. And then it was, we're not leading with the nutritional cleansing. We're going to leave with something else. Then we're going to leave with something else. Then we're going to leave with something else. And then this, and then this, and then this. And I'm telling you, it's like a full blown head spin and you can't maintain any, any control over that because you're not on that stage. You don't have that microphone. You don't have that power. That's the toughest part for me and where my culture that I, I spent so many years building that culture, Bob, and it was very special to me. And it just, it just got impossible to keep it up. I couldn't keep it up because everybody was getting conflicting information. And then that creates chaos. And chaos is, is a very big problem in this line of work. So just for their audience, the people are watching the replay, um, I love that terminology. There's so much depth here. Um, it applies, obviously, to the protocol. Because we are, we're changing so quickly in a different way. We just took the old system and what you've accomplished is you've enhanced it. You actually simplified it, made it easier, but as a result, it's enhanced. And more than just the physical results, I I mentioned this the other night. For me, it was the mental aspect. I literally woke from the dead. I got excited about life again. I mean, I jumped off out of bed and I'm excited. I haven't been that way in years. Um, ER shred was part of that rebirth, but on the business side, when you really want to look at this thing closely, there is so much depth and careful thought. I mean, I don't know how much of this is like, wow, Sean's a genius, or it was just by accident (laughs) because, um, these kinds of things are born of decades of wondering and decades, that's it. So what I would like to point out is that you're going to see here's some common themes 
And we'll talk about it and hopefully we do these topics justice, but it's always important to come back and revisit these concepts. ER Shred, we talk about empowerment. We're giving you, the audience, the control. You're in control of your destiny. We're not telling you what to do or how to do it, except for that initial 11 days. Follow these pro follow this protocol, get to baseline. If you feel you need to do it again, up to you. But the goal is to get you to baseline and you rebuild the way you see fit, what works for you. Kind of scary to give up control for any organization. Most organizations want the opposite. They want a tight control on the messaging, what you say, how you say it, how are you going to do it? So that's one big distinction. We're going to talk about um, you know, the importance of having consistent messaging. And that's very important to the success. Simplicity, having a simple system. Uh, values and beliefs. Why is it important for your values and your beliefs to be aligned with what your shred is or what your passion is? I know I love that. Rather, what is your work? What do you do for a living? What is your passion? That kind of trips people up, right? <laughs> because they're trying to think, well, wait a minute. Work's not typically their passion. Um, I want to get back to what you just said, and that is, and I am not going to be a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes I wonder going to these corporate events, if it's by design to throw five different leaders up there in five different ways to do the business, because all it does is create confusion, mixed messaging. And we end up doing as leaders, if you have a team there, you're kind of doing damage control. And then the other thing that I hated is I didn't like telling my team how to do anything because the bottom line is they were all right from stage. You know, they're right. But my only statement to you is find what resonates, what's in alignment with your beliefs and values and follow that system, but be consistent following that system. Don't confuse the messaging. So getting back to ER Shred, you came up with the concept of empowerment. Um, was that initially around just the product experience or were you thinking also from the standpoint of building the community and the business? Were you thinking at all three levels there? Or Although, no? you know, the business, the business part just kind of followed suit. Um, what I remember is I just had this unbelievable, um, it's like Jesse always talks about how he cracked the code for his health so many years ago. Well, I didn't. And so mm -hmm. ER Shred was born of my personal health crisis. Um, it was so genuine. It was so legitimate. And it was the coolest experience of my life. And um, well, it, it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. There's a couple that are up there, but it was one of the, around my health, it was the coolest experience of my life. And the, just the natural um, reaction to that as a human being was, how do I help people with that? How do I help people with that knowledge? And the business part, I think it was you, Bob, and it was Crystal who, who really convinced me that, you know, because I was jaded on network marketing, if I'm being honest, like I was so jaded on it for so many different reasons. And I can just say that because there's no reason I can't say that. Um, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, a, a lot of what goes on. And uh, I really want to do it in a genuine way. I want to do it in a way where people actually can feel my intent. And my intent is not just to make money off them. And my intent is not to earn a double bonus. My intent is not to win a trip. And my intent is not to make a name for myself. My intent is sincere and it's genuine. And I want to help you. 
And you know what? If you have a good experience, then you know what? You might reorder the product and that's, and you might continue the lifestyle. And that for me is the kind of feedback that I'm after. And in the event that you do reorder and the event that you, you get excited and, and, and it's happened so many times before we had a gal on the call last night, I think her name was, uh, what was it, Bob? Lisa, um, Lisa Brunner. Lisa Brunner. Yeah. And there was Gail Walker too. Lisa was eight mm-hmm. people and Gail was five and they're going, this is working. This is working. We're helping people. And when the, the, in the interest is born of sincere intent to help people, I was trained to believe by my parents that if you focus on the mission of enriching people's lives, if you focus on that cause, that purpose, if, if that's your motivation is to, to sincerely help people, the commission is going to come because what is commission? Commission is a reward for services rendered for value given. And that's how I built my business. My business wasn't built originally on chasing carrots. Chasing carrots would never motivate a Sean Escobar. I'm sorry, I'm bigger than that. It won't happen. I am motivated by more intrinsic things than dangling carrots out in front of me. I wanna change the world. I wanna help people. I wanna give back what was given to me. Um, And if this can work in a network marketing business model, which the reason it's working, Bob, and you already know this, is because there is no other model that is so relationship-based. And when you're dealing with something as intimate as and moving and experiential as ER Shred, it's gonna happen on a relationship basis. And that's exactly what's happening every day. And that's why ER Shred is just screaming. It's so screaming let, because it's, it's sincere. To try to make some sense, I'm just gonna try to connect the dots for people to try to keep it somewhat connected because we will go all over the map here real fast um now i can see the beauty of it when you said i don't want to talk about the money you do that and i was like whoa okay um but the beauty of that is i got to put a spin on it that i was listening to what your wishes were what your vision is your mom and dad had started in the early years what the culture was like and your sense of what you said to me one day is that you, I'm good at building community. I know how to do that. Trust me on that. I will build this community. And I'm thinking community. Okay. What does this remind me of? And if, and I don't promote this enough, but please everybody go to ershred.biz and take a look at what um, I had an amazing team of people that uh, it's amazing. The talent we have in any organization, if you're willing to look for it, and look for the people who are willing to support. I mean, probably throughout our fulfillment company, there's a ton of people they probably could tap into if they wanted, right, Sean, and get a lot of good experience or advice. We've got a, some really talented people in ER Shred, but the bottom line, we were able to put this concept together, ershred.biz. My favorite guy in the entire world is Steve Jobs. Love what he did. And it's probably the greatest case study I've ever seen when you're talking about building culture and building community. And as an example, when Apple started out, they were the cool kids and they were growing. They were bottom line kicking Microsoft's butt. They were beating Microsoft and Intel before it was even a contest. What ended up happening is Steve Jobs was told, oh, no, Steve, you're a young guy. You have no business experience. We got to let the adults come in here and run the show. We're going to take the CEO status away from you. 
And we're bringing, we're going to bring this guy in, Scully from PepsiCo, because he was a CEO at, Pe- at this big company called Pepsi, PepsiCo, and he's going to run things. Well, the bottom line is it only took about five years. He ran it into the ground and Apple over that period of time almost went bankrupt. Comes Steve Jobs comes back. The company's three months away from bankruptcy and he recreates the culture. He focused on the messaging, the concept, but he wanted to rebuild the culture. And as a result, Apple, again, is probably considered the number one brand in in the world for that reason. You know, what is Apple? Because of Apple, Simon Sinek, a marketing genius, chose Apple and used their methodology to come up with that concept of the golden circle. So when I say there's a lot of depth here, um, I'm using Apple as an experience because this was easy. I'm going to put ER Shred and we're going to we're going to make ER Shred like a mini Apple version of what Apple did. And how do they do it? They're unique. They're different. They're the crazy ones. They are basically crazy enough to think that they think they can change the world, right? So I even use that advertising piece in there and just threw it in. So luckily they're not saying anything to us, but I think it's so important from a concept of culture for all you guys to go to ershred.biz and go through that process and understand the correlations in what we have here. And that gets back to what you said in terms of commissions. And this is the one thing that I wanted to point out to people. And I don't know if I do a good enough job or not, but young in my financial years, I had a guy pull me aside, one of the top money makers in our firm that said, son, I know the manager is asking you every day, what, how many, how much money did you make on Monday? What did you make for the week? What was your quota for the month? What did you do for the quarter? What did you do for the year? And it was constantly money, money in terms of those were the tracks they judged you on, but how profitable are you to the firm? And he quickly pulled me aside and said, you can operate that way. And there are some people for the majority, they still operate that way and they can be successful to a degree, but you never will be fully successful unless you can focus in terms of what's most important. And it's not about the money. And you say that, Sean, but what it, it, the money will follow, but what's most important? Getting what your customer wants, focusing on the needs of your customer and making sure they get the very best result. And if you do that and nothing but that, the money will follow. You won't be counting what you did for the day, what you did for the week or the month. And I thought, wow, okay, I'm going to listen to him because I like this guy. He was my first mentor in the financial industry. And I followed that. And the only thing I can, which is such a gift is thank God someone thought enough of me to pull me aside at 25 to say, hey, look over here because I know they're going to pull you in this direction. But if you do that with, you're inauthentic, you're looking at the money, people will sense that. They will, as as, uh, Crystal would say, they would feel that vibration from you that you're in it for the money. They're going to avoid you like the plague, right? So that was my gift in the financial industry. What you just said is that getting back to results is that it all is dependent upon results of the product experience. And you could say, you mentioned the business model is a product, I guess, which it is. But if people were to represent and say, here's our product. Yeah, I don't think the business model is a product. I mean, if it's a product, then why can't you market it on the front end without a product? Answer me that. If, because it's if illegal. Business is a product. How? Why do you have to attach a product to it to make it legal? <laughs> exactly. I, I just, everything has to pivot, as Lenny said early on in ER Shred. He said 
The business is born of results. The business is born of results. And I just feel like we just, we tip that first little, you know, when you look at those, remember like mousetrap, remember mousetrap and, mm-hmm. and, you know, all the little contractions going off and it's this whole big obstacle course. And when someone has a result, I, I look at it like that. It's, it's predictable. It's like, it really is predictable. If they get a great result and you really invested in them and you really cared and they know you had sincere intent and they love the community, you just tip that first thing and everything starts falling and they start reordering and they start referring. And then they, they want to do more of that. Why? Because it makes them feel good. Not to chase rank advancements. It's because it makes them feel good. It's because it makes them a superhero. They graduate from a hero to a superhero when they change someone else's life. This can all happen in a flowing, high vibrational um, and highly integritous way. And we've proven it. And that's why I love the way we're doing it so much. We've elevated network marketing in my opinion. So let's break this down in the first two steps. Um, We talked about empowerment. ER Shred's unique. It's different because we're empowering you. We're giving you the keys to the kingdom. We're giving you control and we're not telling you what to do. Scary. We also know though, based on results, that chances are pretty darn good that you're going to end up following what we laid out in the first place because we know it works so well. That's kind of the genius behind it. It's not a surprise to us that people say, can I do it again? Of course you can do it again. (laughs) Did we think it was going to work as well as it has over a period of six months, nine months, a year? None of us knew, but we were just kind of following your lead, Sean. I think you're like in your 15th or 16th month now of, uh, right? And it keeps getting better. So, I mean, there's- It's uh, 16th month now. That's right. So there's hope for me. If you're feeling better at 16 months and then you were at 12 months, I'm at my 12th month. You know what um, else I'm finding is um, without hawking stuff online, without, uh, I mean, of course, you know, I'm really passionate about ER Shred. It happens to be my passion because I found a, a mechanism where I could change people's lives. And that makes me feel so good. And I want to help people with that. Um, but the ability to share that with people and the ability to have them you know, listen, this has been a collaborative effect. Um, one of the th- things that I have a hard time with about network marketing overall is the competitive nature. Are you in the top 25? Are you in the top 100? Are you in the top 200? And it's very exclusive. It's very meaningful, but everybody's kind of like working against each other. We won't, we won't ever have these ranks in an ER shred culture because these ranks do not Im- encourage collaboration. And this, I got to tell you, like so many of my leaders were instructed on things that were not serving them and were not collaborative like this. Oh, your support line leader wants to do meetings for you and do calls for you and help you build your, your business. That's because they want to suppress you and keep you down and they don't want you to grow and elevate and become like them because they are threatened by you. You need to go off on your own and you need to become the leader and do not edify that person above you anymore. And you know what is that? I just can't even comprehend that. Like, is that a collaborative mentality? But what does it ultimately do? Even within our own teams, it's creating divisions everybody stops working together. And that's where the bonfire concept was born, Bob. The bonfire concept 
was not born of Sean having a great big massive fire and saying, hey, everybody, I got the big fire over here. Come on over to my fire, get warm. No, the bonfire concept was a guy who was a multimillionaire and cycling a lot saying, this is not fulfilling for me. This isn't what I would want to do if I had a choice. I, I, I don't want to just like be semi-retired and just collect a check. I, I want to be involved. I want to help people. I want to make a difference. But I, I got to feel good about it. And one of the things that makes me feel good about it is when me and my like kind come together. Um, that is magic. When, when me and Bob are together, when me and Susan are together, when me and Heather are together, when me and Jesse are together, when you, know, when you vibe with your own like kind, so much more can happen. And this thing has been so collaborative. I would be a total jackass and an egomaniac to sit here and, and pretend, did I come up with ER Shred? I did. Did I come up with the name ER Shred? I did. Um, did I go get the business license ER Shred? I did. Did I go get the trademark? I did. But if you think that that means that ER Shred was all me, you couldn't be further from, I mean, you're wrong because everybody has chipped in and I can't even name them all. Everybody has contributed and a lot of them have contributed a hell of a lot. And I am so grateful and I hope you're proud of what we've created, which is a collaborative. Now, what's cool about a collaborative? <laughs> We all just get warm, man. It's a party. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. I've never seen anything like it before in my entire network marketing career. I've never seen anything like it before. It's, we just all vibe. It's crazy. It's mind-blowing. Well, think about it. They talk about, um, you know, they, to, in order to control people, they want you to be divisive. So they want, they want to get the parties fighting. And then you're not paying attention to what's going on. You know, there's our world seems to be run on that theme more often than not. I'm not going to say it's threatening. I can also almost think sometimes these big meetings, as you're saying, I remember someone from stage stepping up, this leader who everyone was looking up to and said, the first thing you need to do when you leave this building is you go out and you fire your upline. And I was like, whoa. And they literally said, you fire your upline and you go off and you're going to do it this way. And um, that was probably the first destructive thing that ever happened to my business because all of a sudden I had like, bam, splinter groups. Like, we're not doing what you say. I was told by so-and-so. Anyway, we, you understand the concept of culture, community, and empowering people. And by choice, they're, they're choosing to join our bonfire, not because they're being told to. I would almost look at it like we're a volunteer army. Pretty cool, right? Are we going to have more success with a bunch of volunteers who are here with their own passion because they want to be here? Or would we be more successful if we had a bunch of lemmings who we were saying, you're going to do this, this, and this. And if you do these things, I'll let you be in my team. And maybe I'll give you some okay. recognition. Okay. So, here, okay. so here's what comes to mind when you say that. If that's the case, if, if what you just said is true, that that's what you would ultimately want, let me rephrase it. Would I prefer to have a whole bunch of people in my organization who are participating in the culture and reordering the products from the fulfillment company because they want them and because they are of such quality that people really do feel better? Not 
reordering because they have to in order to stay qualified, not reordering a certain amount just for qualification purposes, but ordering beyond a qualification amount because there is so much value. And this is why network marketing companies have got to start investing more and more and more in the products. They have to, they have no choice because if the result isn't there, guess what happens? People might, they might order, they might order to keep their commission coming in. They might order for a year. They might order for three years, five years. They keep ordering, but it doesn't matter because they're dead weight if they're not on fire with passion. They're just not, not going to do anything for you. And so the thought of thousands of people reordering because they're compelled to, because they have to get, get their money, that to me, like, that's not what I'm about. I want to envision thousands, if not millions of people reordering because they're that bought in and they love it that much and it works that well. That's my dream. Well, and I think that's the, okay, we're at the one year anniversary proof, as Jesse said, proof of concept. We nailed it. We've seen it happen. Um, interestingly, we tell you this is how to follow the first 11 days. This is what it is. Jesse's great about celebrating you no matter where you're at in your journey. And even if you fail, hey, that's great. You learn from failure, get back up and do it again. We're going to be here for you. We don't judge. The neat thing about this is that as a result of that communication, people are here because they want to be and they choose to do a two-day cleanse, as an example, because they want to. And that's a totally different story from being told you must do the race to maintenance or you're doing, and I'm hacking on somebody you guys know uh, intentionally, but it's out of compliance. That's scarcity thinking. When you say I, you have to, because you might get someone to follow you for a little bit, but after a while that teenager in you is going to pop up and you're going to say, screw you. I'm not going to do it that way anymore. I'm going to do it my own way. We want to be inviting and we want to buy, we want, mind share. We want heart share. We want you to buy in because it's in alignment with your belief system. I want, Sean, I want to ask you a quick question. So you mentioned about 10 people doing 10 different things and you go to this, you go to these big meetings and you're thinking, okay, now all of a sudden they're doing 10 different things. What happens? You lose momentum, right? You do. I assume on your team. What ultimately happens, I mean, you just think the fire concept, you know, as long as you don't have an ego, like I don't have that ego to where I always have to be giving the presentation or I always have to be visible or it's just, it's not in me. I know a lot of people that are that way. I know a lot of people that they just crave the attention and they can never get enough. And, and it, it's just all ego, 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 ego. A lot of network marketers are wired that way too. It's how they get to the top. Their insecurities drive them to the top but that's not wellness. And so I would suggest that we can all get along. I would suggest that we don't have to compete with one another. And, you know, if someone has a completely different methodology than ER shred, a way of doing it, I respect that. And I honor that, but I hope they honor also that we have a way and, and that ours is working. And what better way to do this than to have options for people, new business owners, as they get involved and they want to, you know, do this. And the ones that are attracted to our tribe, welcome. And, oh, does it matter whose team you're in? Not a damn bit. No, because you're an ER shredder. 
That's what I've never seen before. I've actually seen some of the top income earners in our fulfillment company, Isagenics, say, if you're not in our team, you're not welcome at our presentations. And they've sent people away. That's not what my parents dreamed of, but my parents couldn't control it. And the reason they couldn't control it is because a lot of ego gets involved. And when you have that ego get involved and the person has to be the hero and they always have to have their name spoken and always have to have them with the mic and them getting all the, the accolades and all the, you know, all the stage time. It's so unfortunate. It's just such a sad thing. ER shredders are different because we're not competitive one with another. And when we all go celebrate one individual like Lenny Evans, Lenny Evans understands that he's going to go do that in turn for other people and that he's not the only one that's going to have that happen for him. And if, if he is wired that way where he just can't even live without attention, people will sniff it out and he's not going to belong to ER Shred. The culture, it won't work long term. In order for this culture to work and be a continued collaborative moving forward, ego has to go out the door. And that's why I love all of you so much. I love all of you that are here because you understand that this is such a collective. It works. It's a gift we can give people. If it can pull me out of a full-blown health crisis and save me in that way, then you're damn right it's going to help people that are not in a full-blown health crisis. It's going to help them. If it worked for me when I was destitute, it's going to work probably for the majority of people. That just doesn't mean that they're ER shredders, though. Do you understand? Like, there's going to be a lot of people that do the protocol, and they're not ER shredders. ER shredders, if you want to know what that is, go read our code of ethics. Go read our core values. Um, they're hosted in the groups and they're hosted on the sites because it's important to us. We, we are all, oh man, like, God damn. You turn 40, Bob, you know what happens? <laughs> you, have yeah. moment, <laughs> you have this moment, where you, <laughs> you have this moment, Bob, where you're like, wait a minute, am I who I wanted to be? You go to your 20 year, uh, you know, high school reunion. Wait a minute. Am I enjoying what I'm doing? Am I proud of what I am? Is this what I would have chosen when I was a child? And if none of that is true, hopefully you wake the F up and do something about it. And I hit rock bottom and woke the F up and what did I do about it? This is it. <laughs> like, this is it. And fortunately, I mean, I know I love you all so much. And I want you to know that, that I know it feels good to be understood. It feels good to be appreciated. It feels good to, to know that you, you feel my heart and that you know that I have good intent. And that feels really, really damn good. And I feel the same way about all of you. ER Shredders, um, I mean, you're my family now. I, 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 it, I can't say it. Um, I can't convey it enough. You guys are my family now. And, uh, and I hope you feel that coming from us. And I hope we all can, can maintain that. If we do, all ships rise. As the tide goes up, all ships rise. If we can all stay in alignment and we can all have the best of intentions and if we can all focus on what's really important which is making a difference 
and the money, the money is the money. Listen, Bob, we're, we're coming up on the hour and you know that based on my past religious experiences, um, I became very tainted about money, very much so. And I would be the first to admit that I am very tainted when it comes to money. I am very sensitive when it comes to how money is earned and in what way and, in, and with what business practices and what tactics and what marketing and most of what I see on the internet, most of what I hear is freaking disgusting and foul. And I will say that. And yet I believe we know the way um, for us anyway, I believe we've cracked the code. And well, one of the things I, I want to mention why I think you cracked the code and yes, it is a collaborative. Um, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. You're, you've got 20 years experience with this company. I have 17 years and you can go down the line. We've got a lot of history. Right. Um, we obviously still leverage Peter Greenlaw. We've got Colin. We've got a lot of people who've seen the good, the bad, and the in-between. What I love what you've done with the air shred and, and really the community is that we're telling people right up front, this isn't the only way. And we invite you to come take a look. And if this vibes with you, if you like our bonfire, hang out. We'd love to have you. If not, that's okay. One of the beauties of this, and this is the other thing when you talk about, this is the cycling aspect or the money, is that whatever you do with this business model, make sure it's in alignment with your values and your belief systems. That's most important. It doesn't matter what you do, but my recommendation, Sean's recommendation would be for you to stick with it and be consistent with that messaging. You can't confuse your potential market. Like one day you're wearing, I'm the elixir captain. One day I'm going to be the weight loss person. Next week I'm going to be the athletic performance person. Yeah, and just, you're let's all, just call you're, it what it is. I mean, right. uh, the impression you're giving your sphere of influence is what? That, that Branding, you're a huckster. You're right. a huckster. If, you, if you're hawking everything under the sun, uh, it reminds me of those oil companies, and you know, I'm just not afraid to say it because the way that people market those essential oils, I always found it so repulsive because in the chats of anything health-related, you'd see people say, does anybody have any recommendation for this? And what? This lady would throw her coat open and hawk an oil and hawk another oil, and there's another oil. And so many health claims, I couldn't even believe it. I've seen it with my own eyes. And it's really unfortunate and it is illegal and they have been penalized severely for behaving that way. But the bottom line is, how do you want to be perceived to your sphere of, of influence? I actually think, Bob, one of the coolest things that came from this, and I'm going to go ahead and give credit to the individuals who were, were responsible for the forever pack. We should pay tribute to them because... Uh, you know, there was methodologies that were being, um, you know, we were being compelled to use certain methodologies and certain packages and certain things. And, and, you know, when I say compelled, it's like, if you, if you do it this way, you get a certain reward. And if you do it the other way, the, the reward just isn't there. And so you feel compelled to, you know, to go after that reward, but the forever pack concept by, um, Lenny, well, Dave MacArthur, yeah, Dave MacArthur, MacArthur Lenny. Yeah, Dave MacArthur, first and foremost, um, and I'm sure his wife was involved in that. 
and uh, and then uh, Lenny Evans was involved in that. And they showed us, uh, and this is one of the things that stuck with me over the years. In fact, I tried, I, I love the concept so much of the Forever Pack, you know, doing it your way. One of the things that Eric Hoover said to me, I'll never forget it. I talked to him, I think it was January of, uh, of this year and uh, ER Shred had launched and it was growing. It might've been November of last year. Um, but I remember saying to him, you know, watch, watch us, Eric. I was this jazzed entrepreneur, right? I was like, we're changing lives, Eric. You got to watch us, man. Watch what happens. We're going to be moving a lot of product. Like I was so jazzed and I'm still jazzed. <laughs> but I remember I said, Eric, uh, you know, I, I, I just kind of wanted a vote of confidence. And I felt like he gave me that because what he said was, you are the entrepreneur, Sean. And it is up to the entrepreneur to find a way to impact the world and to, to make a difference. And it's our job as the fulfillment company to come in and assist and support where necessary. When he said that, it was like, boom. It's just like, <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. Now that's my man. That's how we roll. And so I felt like we had this vote of confidence, like, yeah, man, do it your way. Jackie Shoemaker on one of the calls, Jackie Palmer. And, you know, my heart goes out to you, Jackie. I love you if you're out there. Um, I know I know what you're going through and I love you. But, uh, and we're going to miss you, by the way. But Jackie, you know, she comes on a call and she goes, mad respect to Sean and Crystal Escobar. And this was like, you know, December of last year, mad respect because they are taking risks. They are taking chances. And like, we are entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs don't wait for people or companies to tell us what to do. We just go. <laughs> like, what is wrong with people, man? I don't need someone to tell me what to do. I can do. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm ambitious. I am, I am very, very creative. I'm resourceful. And then you put groups of us together, like in ER Shred, you don't think we're going to get things done. We know what we're doing. We know how to do it. And so it's just all so exciting for me, Bob. Like, I'm so giddy about ER Shred. I, I'm so giddy. I'm so excited. I just can't stand it because like the three friends that just recently reached out to me, I'm not doing a lot of marketing. I hear that. I'm not doing a lot of marketing of ER Shred personally, other than I put things on my wall, but I'm not putting out my link to order because I don't want to attract generic ER Shred trap. Like, let me rephrase that. I don't want someone else's contact coming to me. I don't. I don't want it. I just don't need it. I don't want it. And that would be wrong. And so with that in mind, I've never posted my, I'm, I've, I've stopped posting months ago, probably eight months ago. I just, I won't post my own personal link out there because I want it to be a level playing field for everybody. It's not fair if I'm taking other people's business and I'll never do it. You'll never be able to accuse me of doing it because I'll never do it. It's just not going to happen and I don't need to do it. But with that in mind, it's like, I just, the last three people that reached out to me, Bob, I'm going to change their life, man. Like, do you know how good that feels to, you know, my sex abuse story? You know, my sex abuse story, Bob, do you I know do. why, do you know why that feels so good? I don't know if you've ever felt it, Kay, but like, I have thousands of messages in my inbox and in my email and in my messenger and on my phone, I save all the voicemails of people who say that my story changed their life 
and gave them hope, okay? Like, we can all do this. Like, this is what's crazy. I'm getting the same fulfillment that I got from exposing my sexual abuser and making it safe for other victims to come forward. And that exact same feeling, Bob, that feeling that makes me feel like a superhero, that I can make a difference, that I can stop the bad and I can cause good. And that exact same thing, I feel the exact same thing when someone has such an incredible result on ER Shred and they say, thank you, thank you. And the cool thing is, guys, I'm not gonna take credit for that. That's, that's absurd. I'm not gonna take credit when your customers have that kind of a result because it's not right for me to take credit because this is a collaborative and so many people have contributed, but they're gonna feel the same way about you. And when you feel it, you're hooked. Ha! Bob, when they feel it, it's game over, man. Forget money because guess what? People will climb what? People will climb a hill for recognition. No, no. <laughs> People will climb a hill for money. They'll climb a hill for money, but they'll climb a mountain for recognition. And how can I prove that? Because there's people that go climb mountains for a medal that they can post a picture of a medal saying they did something. It's not about the money. They pay to do it. They make someone else rich to go climb a mountain so that they can have a medal. That's called recognition. They're paying to do it for recognition. You got to think about this. But my God, people will climb a mountain for recognition. And how do you feel when you change someone's life? You think you feel a little bit recognized when someone reaches out to you and say, yo, thank you, man. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Mac in Florida. Mac, man, I've never given you credit, mainly because you're not the kind of person who would want credit. But you've changed my life, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for what you did for me when I asked you what, what I could do for my health. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving me a lifeline. Thank you for giving me that. And I owe that to you. And I know you'd never take it. And I know you don't want your name out there, but thank you so much. And for those that don't That's know, That's how Sean, people are going to feel about you guys. For Sean, for, the, um, for people who don't know who Mac is, Mac is the person who you went to and led you to doing the elimination protocol that you did with Red Meat. I mean, that was the start of it. And the reason that it starts with an E, which everybody said, elimination? Are you crazy? You can't market elimination. You're freaking nuts. You can't market me. And elimination it is. Because why? Guess what's going to be trending in the next few years? You want to get involved in the right business? You want to get involved in the business that actually makes a difference and changes people's lives? You might, be want, you might want to be involved in the business of getting people off all the shit that's killing them. And that's what we're doing. And we're bringing people full circle, baby. And it's fun. I know it's amazing. I know we got a couple more minutes here. We'll be at the top of the hour. I've got more topics now for future calls, which is great. Just a couple of things. We, we love each and every one of our tribe in ER Shred. We're grateful, beyond grateful, if you love it as much as we do and you feel called to share it with others. 
And we do know that the bigger the bonfire becomes, the more energy we have and the more fun it becomes. So if we're having this much fun and we're pushing 24,000, we're at 23 and a half thousand people. <clears throat> Imagine what it's going to feel like when there's 50,000 people in our group. And that's not much. That's just everybody on this team sharing with one or two people and inviting them to experience ear shred. And what do you think? Um, trust us on the messaging and trust us on the fact that we really put a lot of heart and thought into this and that it's so, so important that we're consistent with our messaging and we're very specific to it. If you don't agree with it, it's okay. It's just, you know, just go ahead and find, find your tribe and you're more than welcome. It could be anything else. But as it relates to ER Shred, we're going to be very, very selfish and protective of that concept and of the vision and of our culture. We are intent on creating, right, Sean, a safe place for everybody because we know you're vulnerable when you have this health turnaround. We want you to feel comfortable in sharing your story. So everybody who comes in on Wednesday nights, you have no idea. That's, the, that's literally the kerosene that keeps the fire going because it's your testimonials that move people. Uh, Thursday night's call is all about business. And there are some simple, it's complex, but some great business tips this evening is you want a team that's or that are like the 10 man or 10 woman, you're rowing in the boat. You want them rowing in sync at the same time, not at their own different rhythms, because then you're going nowhere, right? Think about that, because if you go to a big celebration event, which we call our event celebration, and you get 10 different people telling you, no, 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 do it this way, what ends up happening? Your team is going nowhere, and you're not going to have the momentum or the success that maybe you envision that you want to have. So if we can keep people in alignment, we do that by bringing people that have similar beliefs, similar values. They buy into ER Shred. They love helping others. They find purpose. Now they start sharing it with like-minded individuals. They're warring together and they have the same message, which is consistent with Sean. That will duplicate, right? And this business is all I, about I'm duplication. Sitting, I'm just sitting here thinking you're a genius. That's all I'm thinking. This is, I, this is, this is the whole thinking of there's so much depth here. The, the, robo, guys, listen, the, the robo, the robo, by the way, Tracy Williford's uh, son, I believe, is like Olympic level um, rower, both of her sons. So that's pretty cool. Um, but if you imagine the robo, Bob, you're genius. Thank you for that. I'm going to use that a lot. That was genius. The other thing, the other night, Jesse talked about hot coals. Mm-hmm. You see our leadership, like the the, the 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 board, if you will, it's really just a tribe. The board just helps make sure that, <laughs> that things don't go wrong. But Jesse talked about those hot coals. He talked about those hot coals and he goes, we have a year of proof of concept. That's some hot, hot coals. They're already flaming. You throw a little kindling or you throw anything on there, it's going to go up in flames. And now you guys have put the cool, the two coolest uh metaphors or analogies like in my head i'm so excited you guys like thank you bob well that's the whole idea is that if we can and this is the thing we're not financially connected but in a way we are because if you buy into our belief system and you buy into the concept of ER shred and you buy into our messaging and you leverage the group we're just going to grow faster stronger if we're all in sync and that's really what i meant you want your roars all people rowing your 10 person team all rowing in sync 
you're going to go a hell of a lot faster than if you're all at your own different rhythm. Trust us in the process. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, ER Shred. This last year really has been kind of a proof and concept. We've been stumbling and bumbling along. So thank you for that, for, for coming on for everybody. Going forward, it's going to be more of the same. And just understand that a lot of the messaging is going to be the same thing over and over and over again. And that's by intent. And that's because we got new people joining us every single week. And at the, at the end of the day, it's as simple as follow Jesse, follow Sean, follow the protocol, do the best you can to get the best result. That is your story. It's your story that will connect or be relatable to others. Leverage that. As my wife pointed out to me, don't go after women who are trying to lose the baby fat because they're not going to relate to you. Sean said, go out and get yourself in the best damn shape you can, Sean. I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm finding it. And I think this next year is going to be beyond exciting because if we could achieve what we did, really kind of not really knowing exactly what this was going to look like uh, the last year. Now that we have a vision and we're consistent with that vision, I think it's going to explode it's ex exponentially. I think the next year is going to be just the pay, the pay structure, Bob, the pay structure uh, where I made, I, I did, re <laughs> I literally did retire from like 30 to 40. I was pretty much semi-retired. I did a couple calls every day. I'm not kidding. Like it was a good life, but the same pay structure is, is in place. And the, the trippy thing is the volume of ER shred is, is like more than double what that original system was. Um, the result, <laughs> the result of ER shred versus I'm just going to say based on my personal experience with my customers and my organization, the prior 19 years, the result is 10x. <laughs> like I say that because it really is that much better. I, I'm being very literal. Like it really is that much better because it teaches you how to feel and it teaches you what to eat and it teaches you what not to eat. And I, I can't. I mean, I can't impress upon anybody the importance of that more so because what, what we thought would work, which was, let me just put it this way. You can't outwork a bad diet and you certainly can't out supplement a bad diet. And so you better figure out how to have a better diet. And we figured out that catalyst and this thing makes that easy. And you match it with a, it is a fantastic business model. I told yes. that to Peter, if done properly, this is as good as it gets. There's no glass ceilings. We have a level, level playing field. Every, we're equal, everybody has the same opportunity. And if you really want to get jacked up, Lenny, and not sleep tonight, we're almost approaching 24,000 people in ER Shred. I know the numbers. If you have 24,000 people that are in your organization that are ER Shredders and they're being consistently buying the product, you've more than maxed out your position which is you're making somewhere between 750,000 and 1.2 million based on bonuses. Every one of us in this organization has the opportunity to have ER shred as it stands today to be your team. That's how big this is. I mean, think about how the pro big the problem is facing our country. I mean, we got 24,000, 23,000. We haven't even scratched the surface. As, as Peter used to like to say, we're not even in Chicago yet. And if I just go with that belief and say, wow, 
I look at ER Shred as a community and it's an example of what is possible because they surely, there could be a Bob Sivright ER Shred team that's part of this bigger bonfire, but they're out there. And that's up to you. And that's if you want to communicate it, if you want to share your story, if you want to connect with others, share vision cast, share the dream. Here's what I'm all about. And find those people that are in alignment with your beliefs. And the rest is magic. Plug them into the group. And um, yeah, I think we figured this thing out. I don't know. We're always looking to tweak and improve upon it. But Sean, whatever happened, divinely inspired, it is the health benefits beyond good. It is fate. But then matching it with possible, if you did this back then from 22 to 30, when you made your, you know, you became a millionaire and you were making, you retired on the old system, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have Zoom, you didn't have, you didn't have anything from a marketing aspect other than we handed out CDs. I think that was the high tech thing back then. Um, what can you do today with all the technology, the assets that we have at our fingertips? We can literally, you can run a global business from your desk. And thank you for that. And that's true. And we're so fortunate. We're so unbelievably fortunate. But I like what Susan always says. Susan Rothman, the head of our uh, health professional board, she always says, I would do this for free. And now we'll say, I would do this for free in a unicorn onesie. Well, I mean, that used to be the, the, the passion test. I don't know who to give credit to, but what you said is important. When you can find something that you would do for free, that means you found your passion. That's all. And that's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. That's what we're all chat, chasing. So if this is your passion, welcome. And the tracks to run on are pretty darn easy. And thank you, Sean. The next year, so our second anniversary call, it'll be something beyond because I can't imagine what's going to happen in the next 12 months. But thank you from the bottom of my heart to you and Crystal. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Hey, Bob, I wanted to apologize to you the other night um, when I asked you, you know, I jokingly had had suggested that you had done a Zoom with your pants off, you'd lost a bet and that you'd done a Zoom with your pants off. And I and that was totally unprofessional of me. And I wanted to apologize <laughs> to you. I have pants on tonight, thank goodness. But, uh, <laughs> if there's any night, if there's any night that I could have pulled this off, I'm here by myself and my two dogs. So, um, maybe I could flash my neighbors, but other than that, no. I think it's kind of fun. You got to, you got to have. We we should one of these hey days. Hey man, you got to make it fun. Suit. And Bob, you know, you know what's in store for 2022. It is we have made it fun in 2021, and thanks to people like like Mimi and people like Susan Look and all the other fun people, we've made it fun. But 2022 is all about you. And what that means is you're going to discover yourself. I know it because that's what's happened to me. I've discovered myself. And in order to discover yourself, you have to be in the right space. Susan uh, <laughs> we'll have to educate us about how that works. I don't know how it works, but it happened to me. It's, it's amazing on so many levels. Sean, thank you. I know we're, we've got an hour. This was fantastic. We're going to do it again soon. Tell Crystal <laughs> to get better. We'll have her yeah, on. I mean, she's not, she's, she's not well. Mm. Yeah. Well, just tell people yeah. she has a, she has a cold. The kids have a cold. She's, yeah. 
it's been one hell of a week for me because we've had a call every night and I've wanted to show up and, and try to, you know, hit home runs. I've, I've done the best I can. Uh, it has to be enough because I'm freaking burning the candle at both ends. Uh, you know, but Crystal's so awesome because she's like, I'm so sorry, Sean, for how insensitive and impatient I am when you're not well. <laughs> she's like, you're so kind to me when I'm not well. And uh, I say, well, you just remember that next time I'm not well, okay? <laughs> Mar <laughs> marriage is fun. That marriage is a lot of fun that way. Well, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. All right, guys, I love you we'll guys. see you next week. Thank you week. so much. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Everyone.